0: Well, my brothers and sisters, it's a very great joy to be with you here tonight. This is a very special night for me in particular because it's it's interesting as I I normally start off this homily for Holy Thursdays, it's the one homily of the year that the church actually tells the priest what he's got to preach about. So I can't just, you know, you know how I always make stuff up, all the stuff, I can't do that tonight, you know. (laughs) So the, the, the church prescribes that the homily would be focused on the institution of the Eucharist, the institution of the priesthood, and Christ's commandment to love. And uh, really, commandment to love, really commandment to serve. So what's really neat, and we're all familiar with this practice that we have on Holy Thursday, after the homily, I'm going to invite a number of parishioners up, and they'll be up here, and I'm actually going to wash their feet. I'm going to take my chasuble off. And I'm going to wash their feet. Just like Christ at the Last Supper took his outer garment off and he girded himself as if he was just a common servant and he washed the feet of his disciples and he said, you know, me being your master and your teacher, and I am, I've left you an example and this is what you need to do for one another. Last year I spoke a lot about the Eucharist and how essentially we're the priesthood and the Catholic Church is completely focused and dedicated and uh, just orbits around the Eucharist and that the Eucharist is the true body of Christ and how the priest has to be the first believer in that mystery. And the the priest also has to be the first in uh, an example of, of love. And the Eucharist also is not just the center of who we are and what we're all about, because it's Jesus Christ Himself, but also because it represents for us the mystical body of Christ. Okay? The mystical body of Christ, and that's us. We're members of one another. And we need to identify with each other. None of us should ever say of another person, um, I don't want nothing to do with them. Okay, cut them off. Okay, we, we are members of one another. Can the hand be separated from the arm? Can the leg be separated from the body? Can the eye be separated from, from the rest of the body? So as the body is incorporated and unified, we too must be together and one in the mystical body of Christ. And that's what love is. That's what the, the commandment of love is. So spoke about that. I share, too, oftentimes that Holy Thursday is a great opportunity for me to speak about the, what the priesthood is for me, personally, so I get, oftentimes I get very personal, and it's almost kind of like a, a renewal of, of uh, wedding vows, okay, for the priest. It's a really special night for me. I think tonight I want to focus on the idea of service, okay? We have this amazing ritual that we do, where the priest gets down and he washes the feet of the parishioners. And uh, now the prisoners have assured me that they've cleaned their feet ahead of time so as to not make me nauseous or anything like that, you know. But, you know, it, that's funny and everything. But, you know, the reality of it is, is back in the day, in Jesus' day, they didn't pre-wash, there was no pre-washed feet, okay. So, you know, Peter might have had the, the nasty toe jam or whatever. And, and Jesus cleaned that. He cleaned that. And uh, that it's, it's funny, but it's really it's, uh, a very deep and important symbolism. And that is, it doesn't matter how revolting, so to speak, it is to be in communion with another person. We have to do that. We have to humble ourselves as Christians. A really great story that maybe some of us are familiar with is St. Francis of Assisi, one of the greatest saints that have ever lived, one of the holiest men who's ever walked this earth. Um, when he was sort of being called by the Holy Spirit into his into his into his calling into his ministry um he saw and he was from a noble family he was a noble class he would like ride on this really high horse you know above everybody else not everybody had horses it was only no, the nobles the nobility had horses you know it's really he's above everybody else you know and uh, he was in the process of divesting himself of his wealth um so as to become poor to identify with the poor and he saw a poor beggar who had leprosy um And, you know, some really horrible skin condition. And and he knew, even though it really kind of revolted him, he got right off his horse and he went and he actually just kissed the leper in his face with all the whatever it was, the pus and everything else. So So this, though, is a symbol of what Jesus has done for us. Because even if we're beautiful on the outside, okay, we're all affected by sin. And we all have sins. And so, from God's perspective, we all look like lepers. And Jesus, He came down from heaven. He got off His high horse, and He got down, and He washed the the toe jam off of our feet. He kissed the leprosy of our sin. Okay, this is what Jesus did for us. We and we need to, to do that for one another. Um, now, you probably won't be surprised to learn that you know, as, as a priest goes through seminary and gets. Sort of inducted into clerical circles, he learns that there are both saints and sinners amongst priests. You're probably not surprised to learn that. So I remember a priest recounting a conversation that he had. Uh, he says, "You know, when I was this is 40 years ago when I was in seminary. This is an older priest telling me this. And uh, there was a, another guy, and we were both seminarians in Rome. Okay, ooh, big deal, right? Okay, so we're both seminarians in Rome. Okay, and." The, the priest was talking about, the man who was sharing the story with me, was talking about how he was mentioning in a circle of friends how he was so excited to get into the parish and start working, and you know he was really close to being ordained so, and so on. And uh, it was as if he was talking about being completely happy, being a lowly parish priest. Can you imagine that? And another one of his friends, okay, now this would not be the saint, but the sinner version of the priest, says to him, shh, <sharp inhale> Are you kidding me? Don't say that next thing you know you'll get you'll be getting nothing but stuck in some po dunk parish in some backwater village somewhere. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, I'm not worthy of this Po dunk parish in some backwater somewhere. I'm not worthy of it. I'm not worthy of the priesthood. Okay, I'm not worthy of it. And service to others is the greatest gift that you can be given. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And as a priest, I have the opportunity to give and to give and to give and to give. And to give. It's a whole life of giving. And uh, as is all our vocations, our vocations where we're called to be self-gifts to one another and to give. And the priesthood is a really special and privileged way of doing that, of living out that commandment of Christ to be a servant, to be humble, to get down on the ground next to someone's foot. You know, the foot's the lowest part of the body. And so you're identifying with the weaknesses and the sins and the hurt the pain and the neediness of your neighbor. And when you do that, something really special happens, so it's a, it's a great privilege. Um, a little story I'll share with you that reminds you, this is something that, that sticks out in my mind, reminds you, in the autobi, uh, autobiography of Benjamin Franklin, we all know Benjamin Franklin, a great founding father of our, of our country, of America.
1: When he was a young man,
0: he went to Pennsylvania and he started his own printing press. That's, uh, he started working in printing, and then he became kind of an entrepreneurial and he was a self-made man, and self-educated man. He, he was a, he was kind of a, what do you want to call it, he was a sort of a, he was a very politic man, he, he, and he understood human psychology really well. So he wanted to influence, he wanted to get on the good side of this one particular person, okay? And so some people might have the intuition, okay, so if I want to win this person over to my side, I'm going to go and I'm going to do really nice stuff for them, like tons of nice stuff, and I'm going to like basically brown nose and get them to, to love me. But he knew, actually, it was the opposite Okay, so he, he did something very, very sly, and in fact modern psychologists have tested this experimentally and have found that it works, is that you actually get the other, the person to do something nice for you, and then they begin to like you. Isn't that interesting? So, but now you can't ask them to do something outrageous, you gotta ask them to do something for you, a favor that's like, reasonable. So he asked this one really important doctor in town, he says, can I, you know, I'm researching this topic in medicine, and I think you probably, you're with your vast library, have this particular book. Can I borrow that book from you? Could you loan that to me? Which was a big deal at that time, his books were expensive and whatnot. So the doctor loaned him the book. Next thing you know, so the doctor did him a favor. Did him a favor, and then suddenly he finds himself being kind of friendly and well-disposed well towards Ben Franklin, and that's precisely what he wanted to do. Now that's a psychological trick, okay, I don't recommend necessarily that you manipulate people that way, but the reverse happens when you apply it to yourself. Okay? When you do some, do something, okay, in service to someone else, you're gonna have a hard time finding yourself disliking that person after you do that. Okay? And the priesthood is an amazing thing because you're constantly serving and doing things for other people. And it has, that external action and behavior has an amazing effect on your heart. Your emotions, and more important, more deeply than your emotions, your will becomes disposed favorably towards others. And it begins to open up to them. And there's a whole space that's created where love, true Christian love, can come into existence can well up and really fill your whole being. So, for me to serve you all, and to serve whoever I will serve, and whoever I have already served in the past, is a gift. You know, in giving, it's actually the greatest gift to the person who gives. So, I, I'm in awe of what God has allowed me to do as a priest. And I absolutely love it. Of course, it's very challenging. There's times that you can become very, very frustrated, with how things are going, and worries about finances, frustrations with people that you minister to, imagine that, right? Okay, even that can happen. But overall, at the end of the day, it's this vocation that absolutely requires me to do selfless acts of service for others. And in doing that, I find my heart completely transforms and changes. It's an awesome way of identifying with Christ, who humbled himself, who got down and Wash the feet of his disciples. So, my brothers and sisters, I love the priesthood. And I renew tonight my commitment to all of you, concretely. As I said last year, you know, I don't know all of you personally. But I don't want to be alienated from anybody. I don't want anybody to be estranged from me. If you have any kind of problems with me or criticisms, please speak to me. You can write me letters. Sometimes I even receive anonymous letters. Okay, that's happened. Okay. It, I don't care what it is. I don't want to be separated from anybody that I minister to. I love you all very deeply, and God willing, if He would give me the grace, I would lay down my life and die for for you because I love you. All right, and that's what that's what it's all about. And the moment that I think to myself I'm too good for serving this parish, the moment that I think that to myself is the moment that my priesthood becomes totally evacuated and nullified and useless, all right? And so please pray for me that Christ would give me a spirit of humility, of long-suffering, of patience, of charity. Um, And let's celebrate the reality of what Christ did for us and the reality of all our vocations. We are all called to love and to be servants to one another. So this is an awesome time together to be tonight. We're entering into Christ's passion. Let's really think about him, get our minds off ourselves and think about him. I love the beautiful opportunity we had at the end of the Mass where Jesus, the bridegroom, has been taken away, as you notice the tabernacle is empty, and we'll place him in the side tabernacle, which represents the prison that he stayed in uh, over the night, overnight, awaiting the, the trial before Pontius Pilate the next morning. And uh, he suffered greatly in that prison and he was all alone. His disciples unfortunately abandoned him in the Garden of Gethsemane when he suffered so greatly. He suffered because he anticipated the excruciating torture of the cross. But he suffered more deeply because he saw that the hands that nailed him to the cross and that the mouths that spit upon him were not just two mouths or two hands or four hands. They were millions of hands, billions of hands, of all the human people who've ever lived and who have committed a sin. Okay? So Jesus took upon himself the sins of all of us. And he was abandoned and left alone by everybody. So tonight's a special time because we can stay after Mass and we can spend a little bit of time worshiping Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and we can say to him, Lord, I'm not abandoning you. Okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be some consolation for you in your suffering. I'm going to be some bit of relief for you, okay? And I'm gonna help you carry that awesome burden that you carried that that first Holy Thursday. So, my brothers and sisters, at this point, we'll have our we'll have our, our parishioners come up, and I'll ask the. Uh,